go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by John Coker. and still waiting for uh, Coach Dave Dixon to show up. Uh, I, know, I guess he'll come in eventually. But, uh, you know, COVID-19 is flattening the curve, right? We're flattening the curve, they say. I yeah, guess. we'll see. We'll, we'll say, see. But, uh, like, we were talking off air. We got that, dude, NFL draft. Finally. Finally, we have some normalcy, right? We finally so- have some normalcy. First live thing that you're going to hear about everything's about when season, if season, blah, blah, blah. This is happening, and this impacts the season that runs in the fall from September through February. So at at least this is a real deal, something that's happening. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, and and the funny thing is it's all virtual, right? There's There's no phone calls. Well, there are phone calls, but there's no group phone calls. There's no war room. It's all like a virtual war room. There's no private workouts. There's, yep. there's nothing. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it's all going to work. I mean, I, I'm just not sure exactly how it's going to go with whether it be like trades, whether, you know, whether, you know, whether you're trading picks, whether you're trading players, you know, how's the draft going to stop and like update, update, you know what I mean? You know what? Well, that, Dude, that's a very good question because, like, I'm sure the internal war rooms are pretty tight with virtual. Yep. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that there's a group of X number of guys that are all tight within, let's just say, the Eagles organization. But then when you get to the point of trying to get in touch and I don't know how many Zoom meetings you could be on at one time. Like, you can't. I mean, although I did see today just from work purposes, like I had a, I somehow jumped off of one call onto another call and it was still a call. It's like call waiting. You know I what know, I mean? Man. But I mean, I, I would assume that they already know this and they're working it up, but yeah, it's going to be a technical thing that's new, but at the, I don't know if there's going to be any, I, I, I could definitely see at the end of the draft that somehow some team had a technical glitch or wow. a technical miscommunication that didn't get something to happen that would dramatically change the draft. Well, like hey, man, some, G- some GM jobs will be safe, right? They have the excuse, right? They have the excuse of, hey, you know what? I didn't get the pick in time. Or who was, what was the team that couldn't get? Was Jacksonville? Remember the year Jacksonville kept missing her pick? I thought it was Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Yeah. It was yeah, it was Minnesota. I, I don't know. All I know is yeah, I think there was one team that yeah got but you know what? Excuse or not, it all comes down to the wins. Uh-huh. Go through the season for six six games. If your wins ain't there, dude, there's no draft excuse anything. No, not at all. And 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 let's talk about the Eagles for a minute because you know, Howie Howie Roseman is usually one guy that play his cards tight to his chest, and he really doesn't let out what he wants to do. But I think this year, this year's draft, he's he's got to let the cat out of the bag a little bit. He, he's in love with C.D. Lane, and he really is. And, and they're going to have to move out to get him. And, you know, and it's going to be interesting because Eagles said at 21, I think they're going to have to move up to like 12, 11, or maybe even 10 to get C.D. Lane. So when you think about it, I, they, they have to jump Oakland. They have to jump Oakland as well, right? I think Oakland's at 12. They have to jump Oakland at 12. So they they have to get to that 11-10 spot, man. So, you know, you're going to give up. 
a boatload to get up 10 picks in a draft. You do that for CD Lane. Do you do it? Here, uh, I don't look, and I have not analyzed the NFL draft to a T. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of receivers that are going to be impact players in the NFL. Like, I think you could agree to that. Yeah, absolutely. So the question is, you may be in love with a guy, but how many guys have been drafted that high at the wide receiver position that actually ended up producing to the level that you drafted them? Not, not many. <clears throat> not many. So, I mean, I look at it as, as groupings. You may fall in love with a guy, but, I mean, look, not to turn it to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh loved Eric Ebron coming out of the draft class that he was in, but it wasn't in the cards. And then three years later, they grab him because whatever happened, you know. But I look at it as, as, as tears. I mean, not much different than fantasy. You, yeah, tears. I was going to say, there you go with the tears. But C.D. Lamb, he's the guy that they want. But at the same time, you got to look at whatever draft capital. And look, even though you think that's the guy, that may not be the guy. There is not a prognosticator in the NFL that can guarantee. I mean, look at how many times it was Mike Williams drafted in the first oh. round. Yes, I said how many times because there was multiple Mike Williams <laughs> drafted in the first round. Okay, yeah, there was. There's still not a Mike Williams in the NFL that's producing to the level that he went. So, I mean, bottom line is, look, C.D. Lamb, I, look, I, I know you love him, but you got to say – Look, if there's six guys or five guys or whatever, you don't move up to number 12 to draft a wide receiver if you think there's another – uh-oh. 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 Here, okay. Here, hey, what's up? <laughs> Zoom happy hour. Man, you guys are living it up. Don't believe him, Tony. Don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> not that good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't. We have no idea how the sound's going to come over through my earbuds and the <laughs> iPad that's in my earbuds receiver. Yeah. But Sidney Crosby sucks. <laughs> well, Tony heard it. Maybe everybody. I heard else that. Heard it I heard that. No, no. Dave, Coach, we don't Coach know where Dave never at. showed up. All right, we're on the middle of a, a high-priority high call. <laughs> so, See you, fellas. Yeah, they couldn't hear you because I, I hear it in my ears. But he said, thanks, fellas. And um, women. And women. Yes. Well, yes. Sorry for, sorry for the interruption, everybody. But this is, this is what we're uh, – Hey, man, this, this, this is, is what, this is Yes, this is life now. That's so the uh, bottom line is I think I think that's a big leap. It's not something I think the Eagles should do to move up that far to get C.D. Lamb because I think there's a solid six receivers, five receivers. I don't know what the number is, but there's a lot of guys that could be big time. I mean, you look at what happened with D.K. Metcalf last year. Yeah. And, and, you, and you start thinking about the offensive line, which is always overlooked in terms of, the public in what you get in the draft. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. the offensive line, defensive line, like that's not a splash play, but it's so critical to building your NFL team. 
I don't know what the answer is. I don't think they should move up to that level. I mean, and, and once again, not to bring it back to the Steelers, but you look at the quarterback draft class of Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Pittsburgh said, you know what? We're going to take whoever's left, and they moved up to 10 spots to take the last guy in the tier. And, and it that worked pretty me, well, right? Well, yeah, it worked out pretty well. But I'm saying it, it's about – it's always about getting the last guy in the tier. You know what I mean? You see three, four guys, five guys, whatever, pick your number, that you think are the ones that you want to target. And if one falls, that's when you splash. The, well, the, pro- the problem, though, is the last guy in that tier could be a guy that doesn't fit. When you talk about a guy like Jefferson from LSU, he's a slot guy. We don't need a slot guy. That's the problem. So if you're, if you're going to go all in with a receiver, you do need to move up and get a guy like, you know, Jerry, you know get a guy like Judy, get a guy yeah. like Lamb, right? Yeah. You, that's what you have to get. And if he's not there, I think they bail, man. I'm telling you, they, they, they really, really like the center out of Michigan, Cesar Ruiz. They love yeah. him. Yep. And I really think that they're going to go and say, you know what, if we can't get our receiver, we're just going to drop out of the first round or drop back in the first round, pick up an extra pick, and get the center of the future. Because Jason Kelsey, who knows how much long – he did come out today and say that he's going to play again this year, but he probably only has another year left. That's it. Year two, Max. But here, this is what I'm going to tell you. And, and th- this may even sound like a Homer Philly type thing. But the, the point is, look, they got draft capital. And Howie is not opposed to making a splash, giving up. Like, I really think they came this year in this draft with ammo to do what they want. So the question is going to be, what do they do? They will not go through this draft without making a trade. There's no question oh, in my mind. So the question, the question is, who are they going to go after and what round and what are they giving up? That's what it's going to come down to. And maybe it is. Maybe they say, you know what, we got, we got two, three picks. Like free – I'm going to quote, unquote, with my fingers, free picks. You know what I mean? We have this draft capital. If that's the guy you want, you go get him. I mean, that, that, that's still – that. I don't care what sport it is. It doesn't matter. If there's a guy you want, you go and get the guy, period. Yeah, just, but, like, the, just like they did with Carson Wentz. Right. The point is you better freaking be right on that guy. Because to. the Cleveland Browns have tried doing that with their quarterback for, like, two decades now. So, exactly. I'm just saying it's a balance. But Howie is not going to stand, stand still. There will be moves, and it's going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be a top receiver in the draft going to the Eagles, and it's a matter of who you get and what you give up to get them. No, you're you're, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I'm I'm curious as just to see what else they do with other con. I mean, they need so many things, man. They need offensive line help. They need defensive line help. You know, on the ends, they need linebackers. They need wide receiver. I mean. You know, let me – I, I want to ask you something about the Eagles because I, I thought it was – first of all, you've seen Christian McCaffrey sign that big money deal, right, 16, $16 million plus a year, highest paid running back in football. Uh, it was actually surprising to me to see that since you see what happened to Todd Gurley, you see what happened to David Johnson. But 
you know, Christian McCaffrey is such an important part of that team. And even from a fantasy standpoint, I think his numbers are even going to be more this year because of Captain Checkdown and Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be throwing the ball all the time in the flat. So the reason why I bring that up is because Miles Sanders had come out and specifically say, you know what? I want to be like Christian McCaffrey. I want to be like that guy. So my point is, can Miles Sanders be a three-down back? And I, I know what you're going to say. We, 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 we've, all right, I know you're smiling. We've talked about this before. The Eagles will never have a three-down back. I get it. But, what I'm, what, 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 but for the Eagles' perspective, can they be Miles or can Miles Sanders be that extra special Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy? Can he be that guy? Well, the number one thing is, look, you could say what you want. What my question to you at the beginning of this season was what? Why what was the one issue with Miles Sanders? Issue or not? What about health? No. It was the fact No, oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the amount of carries that he's gonna get. No, well, no, I'm talking about pass blocking. So oh, yeah, call yeah. call it call what you want with the Eagles management and what they feel like they could do they've had horses in in the past okay yes granted it was a completely different regime but i mean it it comes down to pass blocking that that is fundamental in the nfl you could be the most explosive running back coming out of college if you cannot pass block you will not be in there on third downs period so Miles Sanders could say whatever he wants about wanting to be the third down back. It's not that he can't catch. It's not that he can't run. It's not that he can't do all those things. So I hope he realizes his biggest obstacle is going to be in pass blocking. If he wants to work on anything this entire offseason, it's pass blocking. It's understanding where he needs to be because that is, that is the, that's the deal breaker. From, to me, an NFL coaching standpoint, management standpoint, like, look, you want to be that guy? you got to show to me that you're going to be able to block anyone. And I will tell you, look, McCaffrey got the freaking contract that he did, but you looked at him, and I forget what playoff game it was or what game it was. He got blown up by pass rushers because he could not freaking pass block. So – whether that's uh, – look, he could do great in certain games, but if you get down and you know in the score and you got to start passing the ball more, he is absolutely a threat. But at the same time, if you can't pass block, and that was that – was, that's still the biggest weakness in his game, even though he got paid. And that's where it's big, big time difference between Gurley, Bell. Those guys are – busting through the tackles. I'm not saying they can't catch the ball, but, like, he's just a different specimen. But it was very obvious. He was getting run over. If a defensive team schemes it the right way, you take him, his whole offensive thing, out of the game because of he's not he's not blocking your defensive scheme. Well, hey, hey, Coach Dave, what's up, Coach oh, Dave? We got you, buddy. So we're, hey, we're, we're, getting, we're getting right in here, talking about Miles Sanders. Can Miles Sanders be the LaShawn McCoy or Brian Westbrook of this era for the Philadelphia Eagles? Can he be that guy? Absolutely. Absolutely he can be. I, I mean, he's, uh, he's 
about the same size as Westbrook. He's a little taller, but he's he's about 210 pounds. Um, I, I, he absolutely can be that type of runner. It would be nice if we had a complimentary back for him. Um, you know, I, I want on on our show. I compared him to Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell has 15 more pounds on him. A little bigger guy. Um, I don't think Miles Sanders has to be the bell cow in this offense because we don't really we're not that type of offense anyway. So my my answer is yes, he can be that type of player. But, but he can be that. And, and you're right. Just before you, uh, just before we went to you, we were talking about that. Like he's not going to get the 25 touches a game, right? But but within his 20 touches that he should get, he is going to be like that Lashawn McCord, that Brian Westbrook, because he's going to be that electric. I mean, you've seen out of the backfield, whether it be between the tackles, whether it be the screen passes, the running the routes, the wheel routes. I mean, he does it all. And now he's got an extra year under his belt. Yeah, I, I mean. He's definitely – and he wants it. He's hungry. He wants to be – in my opinion, he wants to be better than Saquon. Uh, yes. He's, he's, he's the type of guy that has, like, the prove-it type of mentality, and, and that's that's what I think you got in that in a Miles Sanders. No, I agree. I agree. Not Before you got on, we were talking about, you know, do the Eagles move off there? You know, it looks like they, they really like CeeDee Lamb, and, and they really like – what he offers and, you know, but it's going to cost him a ton. It's going to cost him a ton to move up. And if they can't move up, you know, where it is, they may stand pat and they may drop back in the first round because they love Cesar Ruiz. They love the number one rated center out of Michigan. That's in love. And, and let's face it, Jason Kelsey, he probably only has another season left to play. So, you know, they, they need to start grooming somebody. And I think this is the perfect draft to do. It really is. I like the center out of Temple. Um, I think he's he's uh, an interesting pick for the Eagles. If local boy, yeah, yeah. If if the Eagles aren't good uh, with the, the Michigan kid, if they drop out of the first round, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I, I want two receivers. I'll be honest with you. I don't think you're going to get them. Yeah, I, I think that's a problem in my opinion. I I think I don't know if I, I mean I would like to see them one and two take receivers, but I don't care where they take them at this point. I would like to see two receivers drafted in this draft. I'm kind of scared if they don't. I mean, what what are they going to – I mean, right now we're talking about an Alshon Jeffrey. We don't know who's going to be on this team. A Deshaun Jackson, we don't know can stay healthy. Uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who we don't know can even get the playbook. So, what do we – I mean, we're going into this draft. With, we have to draft a wide receiver, and he needs to be productive. Yeah. So, that's, that's why I don't – you trade you trade out of the first round. Somebody better be knocking on Howie's door and punching him in the face. In my opinion, uh, I like that. I, I, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a quick counter onto that. Yeah. To, no, just a mere fact that look, I understand what you're saying. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I mean, but in reality, going into last year, the only thing that you lost was freaking uh, Aguilar. Because going into last year, it was Jeffrey, and it was Deshaun Jackson, and those were those were the guys. Now, granted, there's health concerns. I'm not saying right. That. They were healthy last year, though. Going I un- I understand, but there there's a uh, is it wasn't healthy last year and gonna be healthy? But that's kind of it's really not that far off from what they ran with last year going into the season. 
It's how, not. They do, how they do last season. Exactly. Oh, I, I, look, I'm not disagreeing with you that they it need to It sounds like you are. No, what I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, the bottom line is they were comfortable with that from the get-go. You know that Deshaun Jackson was going to be what he is. He's going to play 13 games healthy. You know what I mean? Now, granted, last year was a whole debacle, but they were comfortable going in with that, that age and that type of player at that position. Same thing with Alshon Jeffrey. Look, he got the yips or the drops or whatever. He's, well, he's had good seasons. Like, he's, he's done it. And don't tell me the drops all of a sudden. It's not like age causes drops. Like, I don't know if it was injury. I'm not saying I'm comfortable with their receiving core by any means with Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun and Aguilar. But at the same time, it's really not that far off what they thought they were doing last year other than a year older. Yeah, so and, what, and last year's receiving core wasn't good enough. So nope, you're why, would you, right. why would you not want to stock up on the draft picks? You have to. No, I'm, I agree that they need to stock up on the draft picks. So, but my point is, Deshaun Jackson, they counted on, and that was the solution, and he was gone for a year, and they're still bringing him back. Alshon Jeffrey was the solution last year. He was injured all year, and he's still coming back. So, like, um, look, it's all about bounce backs. I'm not saying not to draft receivers by any means. Yes, they need to get a playmaker in the first or second round, depending on what's available at the time. But I'm just talking about the mentality of going into last year with your receivers and what you thought of them and going into this year. And you know what? They kept the two guys that were freaking injured. But remember, we, we we thought, and maybe Dave will agree with me, but we were under the impression going into last year that we were going to run a lot of two tight end sets because we had Zach Ertz and we had Dallas Goddard, and they were going to feel together, and they were going to be a great tandem. And then you were going to have Deshaun flying up the middle on his wheel routes. So we weren't even yes. counted, right? So that never happened. None You're of that right. ever happened. You're right. And, 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 like, to Dave's testament, we're coming into the season with the same freaking team. The same freaking team that wasn't good enough last year. I'm not disagreeing with you that that's a problem. That's absolutely a problem. Well, all I'm saying is we have to address that problem. You can't go into this season with it. That's why I want two receivers. I, want, I would love one back-to-back, one in the first, one in the second. I know that's not going to happen. That's just my wish list. Um, if you get one, the, the, the receiving draft, the receivers in the draft this year are there's, it's it's a large amount. Yes, you get quality in the second and third rounds in this particular draft. Yes, yeah, um, but 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 here's a problem though. We're going into this season, uh, uh, an unknown, right? We don't even know is this season going to start on time. It, you know what is this season going to look like, right? How much time are these rookies? going to have to learn a playbook? How much time are they going to learn how to catch balls with Carson Wentz? So if you look at history, okay, besides a handful of guys, what rookies have ever come into the league and caught 80, 85 balls right off the bat? It doesn't happen. So you're if you're a team with Super right. Bowl aspirations, if you're a team that expects to compete for the division, how do you be so irresponsible to leave the cupboard dry, you know, when or bare, I should say, it's the wide receiver position. That's what's I, killing me right now. I agree. Well, it should be. And then that goes back to our general manager. 
Uh, you, you had an opportunity to, to, to trade for Amari Cooper. You, you had an opportunity to get the kid from Miami, uh, Parker, right? Devontae and Parker. You, I mean, you could have you could have signed Robbie Anderson for eight million bucks for Sean yeah. Perryman for seven. I know John's gonna, not going to like that, but at least it gives you a veteran receiver that knows how to play already. Right, Tony. Right. Just just to clarify, dude, I am not against Brashad Perriman. All I'm saying is, you can't sign him as your number one guy to be your savior. No, so I, and I, not, I, no. I know I've I talked. I know I've talked. I don't even want to say bad. He had a great year, but he's failed in multiple situations. He performed this year. How much do you pay a guy that didn't perform for the first X number of years? I'm not saying that's a bad move by any means, but you can't count on Brashad Perriman to come in and be the solution to your receiving core. So, so, that's so, all so, I'm saying. So, so let me ask you guys this, hypothetically, right? We, we've got to ask this because rumors are out there and – I know they're saying they're false, but I, you know what? I don't really care because where there's smoke, there's fire all the time. It came up for some reason, right? Rumors. Cleveland sends Odell Beckham Jr. to Minnesota for a second and a fifth. So what I'm asking you Done. is if, if, if they come to Howie Rose or they come to you as a team of the Eagles, you want Odell for a second and a fifth, what's the deal? Is it do the deal or no? Yeah, you do the deal. Oh, hell yeah, you do the deal. Yeah, yeah, you 100%. do. One hundred percent. John, you saying no? No, I'm saying second and fifth, second and fourth, first and a fifth, first and a fourth. Yeah. You, you tell me. No, I'm dead serious. You I, tell I me you. what it takes. I'm, I'm saying you don't want to leave yourself bare. To, like we ain't talking no Ricky Williams uh, draft pick trades. Listen. But the bottom line is, if that's a guy, and yes, he he can be a guy. Look, he got an attitude. Not even talking about that. Yes, you bring a playmaker on, especially with the amount of draft picks that they have. You give whatever it is. You could talk about moving up for C.D. Lamb. Forget moving up for C.D. Lamb. I'll trade for OBJ yes. today. Tell me, tell me what you want. Like, you give me a reasonable offer. I'm not going to give you two firsts and a second. You know what I mean? No, but no. It's a, I'll give you, a, the fir- I'll give you a first, a first, and a fourth, and Alshon yes. Jeffrey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I, I'm, I agree. No, actually, Dave, that sounds pretty darn right about on par because it, it's not like you're getting the guy and you're getting really big time salary relief. I mean, let's be so honest. I, I, I hear you. Odell Beckham Jr.'s problem isn't physical, right? He's not. You know, we we don't question his talents. Right, we know what he brings. He just well, has he has some some issues, right? It, it's just like all the diva receivers. His, his, his issues are all with the kicking that. I mean, if you can solve <laughs> that, there, there's no issues. Don't put one of them on the field. <laughs> yeah, just get it off the sideline, mm-hmm. dude. Stick uh, uh, Jake Elliott or whatever the hell his name is on the other side of the field. There's there's no issues there. No, I I, I would definitely do it, definitely. But either way. So let, let, let's go away for the Eagles, who we've got about, like, five minutes left here. What do you think about quarterback-wise, right? You know, obviously, Joe Burrows is going, is going to be the first quarterback selected, but who's going to be the second quarterback selected? Is it going to be Tua, or is it going to be Justin Amer? I mean, who, you know, this, that kid's got a gun, right? But he's, but he's got the Josh Allen aspect. He doesn't have the accuracy. He doesn't have the reads, right? Tua, 
we, you know, with, with all this, the, the COVID-19 stuff, we, you know, they can't get a real physical look at this guy. They don't know. Is he, the, the hip injury is a big deal. Do if you're Miami and you're the next team to draft the quarterback, who are you taking? I, I got an interesting spin on it. If I'm Cincinnati, I, I tell Miami, give me, give me five draft picks and you can have the first overall. Because See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back out of it if I'm Cincinnati and I want the kid from Clemson next year. I'll tank this year and I'll get the kid from Clemson Ooh. next year to be my quarterback. I like that. And, I like that. Tua, I didn't even think about that theory. Tua, I would not draft Tua. I, I, personally, if I'm the GM of the team, I'm not taking that kid. Um, quarterbacks take too many hits as it is. He's not that big of a kid, and the hip injury scares me. So, the, me personally, um, if I'm Cincinnati, when I know that we can tank this year and we got the kid from Clemson coming out, um, I know there's no guarantees, but I would consider doing that. And yeah. I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is I see a bear as uh, Ryan Leaf. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's bad. I mean, maybe not out of the league in two years with like personal issues, but no, no, not at all. But to, to, to be compared to Ryan Leaf is not good. <laughs> now, well, yeah, but coming out of the draft, Ryan Leaf, he has a strong arm. He got a bunch. Of, you know, he has accuracy issues and this. He went to jail, didn't he? Did he go to jail? Think I'm not sure if he went yeah. to jail. Oh, yes, he went to jail. Yeah. That's why I said the whole Ryan Leaf. Thing. Yeah, yeah, he went to jail, man. He, he was, may uh, still be in jail, and if, even if he got out, he's back in jail. Well, either way, you know, and, and we're going to have a show next week before the draft, so we'll, we'll still be able to talk draft. But either way, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they work the war rooms like we were talking earlier. And, you know, with, with the no celebrations with the families and – it, it, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something historic. I'm yeah. telling you this. This is the like I told you, Tony, earlier. This is gonna be the first sporting thing that I've watched in over a month because yeah. I will not watch replays of shit that I already know that happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I have no interest. I could rewatch anything anytime. You go on Google and you could replay whatever the hell you want. This is the first live sporting event in two months, month and a half, two months. I'm talking MMA, anything. This is the first live event from freaking your NBC News. They're not even together anymore. Like, I understand, but but this this actually impacts a season that should happen, whether it's exactly on time or not. The NFL should have a season, and this is the first step to a real – sporting event that means something like live no i'll bet you any money the nfl has the best ratings in this in this draft than they've had in the history of the nfl no something to watch no question (laughs) in my mind dude no question so and the the documentary that's coming on on sunday oh that's why i'm looking forward to that i cannot wait the last dance man i can't Man, that's going to bring back memories, Coach Dave. No, that's going to bring a lot of memories, dude. I'm looking forward to that. I can't. I can't wait to see it. I mean, Michael Jordan. You know, I watched. I watched something on Netflix because you know we're scrolling through stuff to watch, and his thing was on there. And it's just, uh, I can't wait to see it. No, it's it, it, it's going to be 
So I, I told my boys already. I'm like, yo, Sunday night, and you got the first two episodes too, right? So you got um, you got episode one and two, nine o'clock and ten o'clock. So you got four, uh, two hours, two hours of uh, you know Michael Jordan. So uh, you know you can't, you, you definitely can't beat that. So let let me ask you one last question before we get out of here because I I'm curious to hear. We got about two minutes left. Real quick opinions, but you know I'm gonna not call out Mike Trout, okay? But you know I I don't. What I got to say about Mike Trout by saying, you know, he won't play ball and this and that, you know, you're paid the money you're paid. And, and I, I get it, you're, you don't want to get sick and I get you want to be healthy. But guess what, bro? There's healthcare workers out there that are more important than you, in my opinion, right now. So my thing is you should, as the ambassador of Major League Baseball, best player in baseball, it should be you who wants to play ball to help this the, the, the United States get through what they're getting through, not come out and say, I'm, you know, I'm not playing ball. I thought it was ridiculous. I really he, didn't, he didn't want to stay in a hotel. Yeah. He, I mean, come on, man. He be confined to a hotel. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just completely disagree with it. I, I, I'm very disappointed to hear him say something. In the, I mean, he should have thought a little bit more clearer about his uh, response to this. And the other one was Kirk Cousins saying that it will be refreshing. Yeah. To play without yeah. fans. One of the I love that. Quarterbacks ever to live. And he yes. says something like that. I'm like, these people are jackasses, man. They don't get it. But but you know, you know Kirk Cousins, he's you know, he he's Mr. He's Mr. Softy. So, yeah. you know, he 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 it, yeah. that was typical of Kirk Cousins to come out with that. Yeah. I, I look, I'm I'm gonna leave it with this. I see, I see Coach Dave. Sorry, but I see Coach Dave with his buzz cut. Yo, his daughter gave him the buzz cut. I think he got his eyebrows waxed or something by his daughter too. <laughs> He's looking very sexy. So that's what. That's how I'm going to leave this podcast. Yo, you, you say nothing about my hair. You say nothing about my hair, though. I got a that, look. I got a little fake going on. Look I know, that. but truthfully, it does. You look pretty normal. Dave just looks like wow. He, I, Dave looks like freshly shorn. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He looks like a sheep that just gave up his uh, fur. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. All right, fellas. Sorry. Listen, man. Uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. Episode 110. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying, right? This Zoom, man, it's different. So, you know, we're trying to get the sound right. It's going to be like this for a while. So, uh, you know, but at least, you know, we're checking in. Follow the new anchor page. Follow us at Heath Ratio Sports on Twitter. And again, at PGH John 36, at Coach Dixon 365, and at Ticatillo 23. Join us again next week. Keep Ray Show Sports, and we'll get at you after, well, we're draft for another special. Peace.